What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Where Does Food, the food history podcast that tells you about the history of food. I'm Elle, and that's Tim. Tim. And today, Tim, we are talking about a heavy hitter, an international superstar. Today, we are chatting about bacon. Bacon. We're begging it's for the bacon. thing that our generation made there. Whole personality. Their whole per- I'm so, oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad you mentioned that. Yeah, at one point, bacon took on this like pop culture phenomena, and it was like yeah. mustaches where everyone had to make everything about bacon. If there were two things I could describe our generation as, it would be avocado toast and bacon. Those are food things. The third thing is that we don't buy diamonds. That's sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's our third thing. I didn't realize that that was a... Th- oh, yeah, that's right. We're just ruining every industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't buy diamonds. We are killing the, killing the precious gems industry. So. Yeah. So, Tim, we know, how, we know how Nick Jonas feels about bacon. How do you feel about bacon? I don't know. I, Ooh. Yeah, no, I'm not a lover of bacon. I don't hate it. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, I think it's I think it's tasty, but I don't think it, like, improves everything. You know, people, you know, you know, people like treat That's a hot bacon take. that it just improves everything. Everything and everything. Like, mm-hmm. Put it on an egg sandwich, it's better. It's better. Wrong. Put it on a hamburger, it's better. Wrong. Like bacon bacon is fine as like if I'm getting um, salad. If I'm getting like a the if I'm getting like a big, you know, you go to the breakfast diners and you and you buy just like the the s- slam super plate, whatever the fuck they call them. Uh, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, different. Yeah, at, yeah the su- the superstar fucking buffet, go fuck yourself thing. Um, and it's like eggs and <laughs> toast and hash browns and bacon yes. or sausage. It's like the whole nine. Um, I don't mind it. I don't mind having bacon on the side because okay. it's this nice little delightful, like crispy, crunchy, little salty delight. But I don't think it necessarily improves everything that it goes into. Wow. And I think I think that's why I don't really like barbecue restaurants that much is because they just like, because all their sides what? that are totally fine without bacon, they just like chronically add bacon to it because they they're a barbecue restaurant. We can't just have mac and cheese. Got to have bacon mac and cheese. Can't just have beans. Can't just, can't just do, like, can't just do potato salad. Got to add bacon to a potato salad. It's like, why the fuck did you add bacon to a potato salad, you freaks? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I didn't realize it's you felt so like, strongly about bacon like this. No, I just, yeah, I just, yeah. it's not that I hate it. It's just that it. it is, like. This thing where people want to fucking throw it in everything and that somehow makes it better or wrap veggies in it. I've never understood that. Asparagus, okay, no, way better good. without bacon. Well, Brussels, better without bacon. Like, stop putting bacon on things that do not good. need bacon. Like, I don't mind that as much. They don't. I don't mind it as much, but it's not something you're doing all of your time you're making, like, veggies. I just don't see, I just like, especially Brussels and asparagus, these two things where people add, they think bacon makes it better. And it's like, dude, salt, pepper, olive oil is one of the best versions of both (laughs) of those things you can ever have. That's all you need. And then on top of, 
And then on top of it, there's just like different renditions of it that are better. Like some people will like cook their Brussels with like fish, uh, like fish sauce and things like that. Just these really unique combinations okay. that are much more interesting and better than just like butter, bacon, and salt. Like, eh, fuck off. Damn. Okay, this is know. about to be a fun episode. Then. Fuck okay. Off. So there's yeah. There's five different types of bacon. So the scale's okay. pretty simple. So from one to five, how do you feel about it? A solid two and a half. A so can we do? Can we do? Can we do halves? I think that's I the first right halves we're getting. Yeah, do two and a half. Yeah. Okay. I want to go right down the middle. It's two and a half for sure. All right. It is a fifty percent for me that's all day a, long. I feel like this is a good start. Yeah. This is a good start. Okay. So we got two and a half. Yeah. Let's let's hit it with the pan. Not a bacon lover. I'm not so a bacon like... lover, but you don't hate it. <laughs> but you're not gonna necessarily no. say no to it. That's a good place. I feel like this is a good yeah. place to be at. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. I'll put it this way too. I'm not gonna like order it on things. I am. I truly am like a. I, I. I don't mind ordering it if it's a side of something like for breakfast. But I do not order bacon burgers. I don't order like, like I just don't add like those options where it adds bacon. I don't go out of my way to find or order. It's just not my thing. Do you like BLTs? <laughs> um, BLTs when tomatoes are in season, wonderful. Oh, on a nice okay. On a nice That's a good on point. a nice like sourdough. Oh Great. my gosh. Love okay. It. Yeah. Yeah, but the tomato—that's the—that's th- my thing with tomatoes too—is as I've really grown to, I've really grown to appreciate tomatoes when they are in season versus just always having them around. Sure. Because, it's and that's just good. me being—that's just me being like fucking snotty about it. You know what I mean? Like I'll eat tomatoes out of season. I just when they are in season though, whoa, buddy. Oh, buddy. They're fucking. They're just way sweeter, you know, so they're good. just juicier. They, yeah. They just have a better... You can definitely tell the, going. the fruits and vegetables that are supposed to be eaten when they're supposed to be eaten. And I'll leave it at that. Right. And that's the thing with BLT. It says, like, BLT, right? Like, tomato is one of the prime ingredients. So, like, that's why. One of the I three main. It, like, yeah. It just needs to be... Like, especially because you're not cooking it, right? You're, right. You're keeping it in a very, you know, raw, raw state. state. So, mm-hmm. it's compared to, like, pizza sauces and things like that where, you know... It doesn't matter if we're out of season. We're fucking beating the shit out of it with heat and <laughs> sauce and, you know, and spice and all that shit. It's still anyway, going to be good. So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be delicious heat, no matter what. Absolutely. So. But yeah, if you're going to have, yeah. like like you said, we're constructing a, a BLT like that, you, in the, you want the ingredients to yeah. all be fresh. Like that's that's half the fun of eating, yeah. eating something like that. Yeah, 100%. Especially. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. It's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward. Totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Just need, I need a minute, okay? Just. I just, I was saving that bacon. Okay, so I'm sure some of you are probably like wondering, what is bacon? Because I'm like, is yeah. that what you think? <laughs> you think people are wondering Listen, what bacon is? I'm not gonna lie. I I was. This was like a. This was a situation where I was like, am I gonna want to consume bacon after doing this research? And I'm gonna say, for me personally, yes. But I'm gonna make you <laughs> let you guys uh, 
make your own decisions decide here. Decide if you want to keep eating bacon. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a hot dog thing. They watch like the how it's made about hot dogs, and they're like, I don't know if I want to eat it, but they still eat it anyways. So anyhow, I don't know. That, yeah, no. Yeah. That made me want to eat hot dogs more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we love a good, love a good yeah. ballpark dog. Anyways, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So yeah, bacon we'll <laughs> is a type of salt-cured yeah. pork made from various cuts, typically the belly or less fatty parts of the back, and it's eaten as a side dish, as Tim mentioned, um, particularly with breakfast, or it can be essential ingredient like a BLT, bacon lettuce tomato sandwich, or a flaving or accent, as in bacon bits in a salad. Which, do you hate that? Okay. You- <laughs> hate that. I was wondering. No point. No point. Putting little bacon bits in the salad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really get it either, but No hey. point. They don't add anything. And it, and it got the- so bad. That got so bad that we introduced dumbass, like, freeze-dried liquid smoke dog food i think is what they were um, the the like pink the pink oh, fucking yeah i think they were just called i don't know if they were fully called bacon bits because they weren't technically bacon, bacon. bits I, I think i don't think legally they were able to call themselves bacon bits but like they're gross absolutely that's concerning okay so that that was not the way bacon is so bacon is cured through either a process of injecting it with either soaking it in brine which is known as wet curing or rubbing it with salt known as dry curing bacon brine has added in curing ingredients most notably nitrates or nitrites which speed the curing and stabilizing color cured bacon may be then dried for weeks or months in cold air or it may be smoked or boiled fresh and dried bacon is typically cooked before eating, often by pan frying. Boiled bacon is ready to eat bacon um, as a smoked bacon, but it can be cooked further before eating. And then you've got different flavors that can also be attributed with uh, different types of wood or size uh, techniques that you use to make the bacon. Um, as I mentioned earlier, there are five different types of bacon. Um, you've got side bacon, which is sometimes known as the streaky bacon, um, and that usually comes from pork belly. And this is long alternating layers of fat and muscle, delicious, running parallel to the rind. Um, so this is the most common form of bacon that you see in the United States. So this, uh, the side bacon, the the streaks. You guys know what I'm talking about. The quintessential yeah. idea of bacon, like that is the one that Americans go for. The term bacon on its own generally refers to the side bacon, which is the most popular type of bacon sold in the U.S. Back bacon is known as Canadian bacon, and that's Canadian style, and it's usually sold pre-cooked and thick sliced. American bacon is usually smoked with either hickory, mesquite, applewood, and then usually has flavorings such as maple, brown sugar, honey, or molasses. And then USDA regulations only recognize bacon as cured if it's been treated with synthetic nitrates or nitrites. Um, sodium nitrate, potassium nitrate. This means that bacon cured from nitrites derived from celery or beets must be labeled uncured and includes a notice about the nitrates. There's also bacon for sale uncured with without any nitrates from any sources, which I thought was interesting too. So yeah, you can get meat that's uncured with any without any of these preservatives. Um, some people prefer that. It's really just however like your yeah. taste preference, but. I've well, yeah, cured, cured bacon is going to be saltier. Mm-hmm. It's going to have more. It's going to have more of a salty flavor going on. Yeah, no, I've definitely I've tried uncured. I can't I can't tell you if it was I can't I can't tell you what meat it was, but it was uncured and it wasn't as salty. So I yeah felt like I could actually eat more than one bite at a time without being like, oh, I need to get a drink of water. <laughs> 
<laughs> need yeah, to get a drink yeah. or something. I think ba- yeah, bacon's one of the more uh, obvious ones because we correlate that smoky, salty mm-hmm. flavor with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so bacon-flavored things are very, you know, it's like liquid smoke, extra salt, MSG, because MSG has that kind of savory flavor underneath and you'll see that a lot in like bacon flavored things because that's what we attribute to bacon but if you get uncured uh it won't be as you know it won't be as over the top it'll be closer to just like unsalted pork stuff so give it a go i think you think you might surprise yourself (laughs) something that we appreciate here on where it is food is Italian bacon. Oh, I did the thing. Italian bacon or pancetta. We love pancetta. Italian pancetta. bacon. Pancetta is kept from pork belly and cured with salt, usually seasoned with spices like fennel, nutmeg, garlic, and dried ground hot peppers and peppercorns. After it's been cured and dried for a few months, it's rolled into a spiral so that the fat and meat form a cylinder. Rolled pancetta are usually cut into paper-thin slices and then fried. Pancetta, I just enjoy saying it, is also sold as a slab so that most of the fat is located only on one side. Slab pancetta is chopped onto cubes before it's cooked or added into a dish, kind of like a bouillon situation. Pasta, um, carbonara, the carbonara, pasta carbonara. You cut them into cubes, slowly render that fat oh down, use that fat plus some olive oil with an egg to make that nice buttery eggy sauce. That covers your noodles and pasta carbonara. It's fantastic. I need to find a place that makes a good pasta carbonara. Yeah. I would like to. I've never actually had it before, and I would like to have it. Oh, I love it. I'd like to have it it with someone good. So if you guys have any recommendations, let us know. Where's that's That is for sure one dish that bacon just fucking dominates. I love that shit. It's good. Oh, okay. Really good. Okay, so now let's move it to the back now. So we got the back bacon, um, and that contains meat from the loin in the middle of the back of the pig. It's got less fat compared to the side bacon, and it's mostly eaten in the UK and Ireland. And we've got cottage bacon, and that's made from the lean meat from a boneless pork shoulder that's typically tied into an oval shape. And rounding out the bacons is jowl bacon. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's bacon cured and smoked from the cheeks of pork. Um, our friend of the pod, Bobby Flay, he could tell you a little about, about giancale, which is an Italian jowl bacon that's seasoned and dry cured, but not smoked. So those are our five, those are our five types of bacon that we referenced earlier. Tim, you're probably, how do we get here though? Because I'll be real with you. Yeah. I Is this a history podcast or are it, we just gonna... We're about to get into that. <laughs> I'll be real. I thought the history was going to be short because I was short-sighted and ignorant in the fact that I thought bacon had only come around since the dawn of refrigeration. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I was so wrong. Right. I was. You would place, yeah, you would place something like, uh, I don't know, like jerky or something like that as older, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, this is like, mm-hmm. this, like that has to be the oldest form. Mm-hmm of a cured meat it's not <laughs> it's not not i didn't close. do the research for this but it is in fact not it's not the oldest form um yeah i was hilariously wrong so where where can we start let's start with the chinese let's start with our friends the chinese and let's start with the friends of the romans yeah you remember those guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the, the Chi- romans are back the romans are back man no it's always good it's season four year of the romans year of the romans they're making their way back making into their, our lives always can never quit them can never I'm gonna be them. honest. Also, you know the Chinese are always around too. Every time, yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, I expect that because you know I, th- I feel like I learned a long time ago that like ancient China created just pretty much a lot of shit. Yeah, they're doing their <laughs> empires. Like, now. yeah, they're like, oh yeah, no, we did paper, we did all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So it makes sense. But like, I did not realize that uh, the Roman Empire was so goddamn innovative. 
I just thought they Honestly, were dicks. Honestly, have you seen the Romans in the day? <laughs> I just thought they made people, I thought they made slaves fight to the death and they just fucked each other. And that's all I thought they did. I thought the Romans were just that's that. That's true. That's true. Right. Learn that they actually did so right. much more than that. Yeah. Learn that they did stuff. They did, they did a few things that are quite literally just the foundation of our current society today. But like, <laughs> you know, you know, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. So yeah, the curing of pig meat, the Chinese, they mostly, uh, salted pork belly and the Roman Empire practiced different types of curing methods. Um, Anglo-Saxons, shout out to them, Loki in this, they cooked in bacon <laughs> fat. Yeah. So the wild pig was first domesticated in Chinese Mekong Valley and Anatolia in modern day Turkey. Domestic pigs first entered European markets from the Near East and then began to interbreed with European wild pigs. It's said that in 1500 BC, the Chinese were curing pork bellies with salt, creating an early form of bacon, and the pigs were domesticated in China in 4900 BC. It's also believed that pigs were being domesticated in England starting around 1500 BC as well. Historians speculate that the Romans and Greeks learned bacon production and curing through conquests in the Middle East. From there, the Romans improved pig breeding and spread pork production throughout their empire. I think that sounds about right, though. Um, the ancient Romans had also an early version of bacon, which they called patasso, a shoulder of pig boiled with dried figs, browned and served with wine. I love me some. Pi- I love me some figs, and and I also I also like the idea of using wine, right, in, in there as well. I think it was a good mix. I mean, yeah, it's probably not good wine, just based off the period, but <laughs> <laughs> it's something. But, uh, it's definitely something. That's something I was thinking about the other day is how we talk a lot about different wines and beers and stuff like that from the past. And it's just like, we don't ever really talk about how the fact that they're probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> right. For the time, it was it was good. But like, if we went back and tried to be trash. We have that shit down to a science now. Like the fact that Literal there are science. brands. Yeah of wine that you buy and beer that you buy that just tastes the same every single time is fucking nuts. <laughs> That's insane. It's truly a modern marvel. Yeah. Tim, we're doing that thing now. We're doing that thing again. It's eptymology time. Hey. Do, 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 do. That's fun. Yeah. You love the shit. I love eptymology. We love, we love words. Words. We words. love words. Okay. Words are fun. So, as we were talking about earlier, the word bacon derives from various Germanic and French dialects, including the Old French bacon, Old High German bako, meaning buttock, and Old Teutonic back, which refers to the back. But the, tip, the cut typically used to make bacon comes from the side or the belly of the hog. In modern England, a side of bacon is called a gammon, and a thin slice of bacon is known as a rasher. It was only in the 17th century that bacon was used to refer exclusively to the salted and smoked belly that we know today as bacon. So whenever the 17th century rolled around, yeah. So this is where it gets spicy. Before the Industrial Revolution, bacon was traditionally produced on local farms or also like commonly just produced at home. Like people would just make it at home themselves. Yeah. Up until the yeah, 19th. Classic. Yeah, right. Up until the 19th century, bacon production was localized to rural communities and then bacon was distributed to the nearest towns and cities for retail sale. Almost all this bacon was cured using the traditional dry cure method. So for clarification, dry cure method, that's where that's cut and rubbed with salt by hand before being cured and then smoked according to producers, their, you know, whatever their quote unquote secret recipe was. Yeah. But yeah. essentially that's what the process consisted of. And then they just added in whatever ingredient they wanted to add in after that. In the 1770s, this is also where the game gets changed, an Englishman by the name of John Harris, aka the man who scaled industrial bacon manufacturing, 
opened his company in the English town of Kane in Wiltshire. The world's first commercial bacon processing plant, Wiltshire, had its own unique method of curing, me- of curing pork, which they achieved by curing half pork sides in a secret brine curing solution, a method which became known as the Wiltshire cure. And then this method yielded a sweet, low-salt bacon that everyone seemed to really enjoy. Um... So this, yeah. yeah. So this method apparently has stuck through throughout time, um, and it's the preferred yeah. preferred method of curing if you are able to. Interesting. Very interesting. Fun fact: in the 12th century, a church in the English town of Great Dunmo promised a side of bacon to any married man who could swear before the congregation and God that he had not quarreled with his wife for a year and a day. A husband who could, quote unquote, bring home the bacon was highly regarded by the community for his forbearance. Whoa, so look at there. That's that's where that came from. That's where bringing home the bacon comes from. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. If you, that's fun. If you could promise that you wouldn't fight with your significant other for a year and a day. Damn. A year and a day. Interesting. That's a that's a long time to just like <laughs> hold shit in. I wonder if that's where the happy wife, happy life uh, quote there then came from. Maybe. Because I wanted um, to get some bacon. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted some bacon. Also, I think like, you know, People just hated each other uh, and remained <laughs> married as well. Like, that's a thing. That's probably actually more so the case, but like. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. No one take was happy. Most people weren't happy. Because people are like, oh, the divorce rate's up to like 55% or whatever the fuck. And it's like, yeah, well, you know. Uh, people also were probably just like sticking it out because of like social norms, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like women, you know, they women couldn't like, like have. I don't know. Parent. They don't want to get like shunned from a fucking town <laughs> for divorcing. No, yeah, that, and it's like I'm pretty sure like women couldn't have their own bank accounts. It wasn't until like later, like 1967. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah. Of course, they were to get yeah. like they physically couldn't have access to any money, even if they could work. Anyways, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the divorce rate super high these days. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Everyone keep rushing into marriage, please. <laughs> please. So yeah, bringing home the bacon. So uh, that was on the eastern side of the Pacific. But let's talk about the western side. The American hog owes a debt to Hernando de Soto, who introduced pigs to the Americas in the 15th, 16th centuries. Some claim that Christopher Columbus should also receive credit for his contribution to pigs in the Americas. But like, we're not doing that. We sure about that? We're not doing Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We sure about that? I don't I don't trust it. I didn't trust it. I don't trust it. But let's talk about let's talk about Hernando some more. So the National Pork Board credits Spanish explorer Hernando de Soto as the father of the American pork industry. He brought thirteen pigs to the shores of the New World in fifteen thirty nine, and within three years his herd had grown to seven hundred. Indonesian peoples reportedly fell in love with the flavor and readily accepted pigs and pork products as peace offerings. By sixteen fifty three, a free roaming and unruly swine population almost thwarted Dutch construction of a wall on Manhattan Island that was meant to keep the British and indigenous peoples out of New Amsterdam. This place later became known as Wall Street. And pigs continue to run wild in New York City into the 19th century. Yeah, no, there's some say they're still Roman. Someone say they're still Roman. Uh, you're probably they've taken they've taken human form, and they're on a lot of cocaine. Thought that was very interesting. Uh, man bear pig. Yeah, you're probably slightly curious. Man bear pig. <laughs> you're probably slightly curious as to why we eat bacon for breakfast. 
It turns out that according to Heather Arndt Anderson's study of breakfast, our good old friends, the doctors, you know, all of the, all of the doctors, um, in the 18th century recommended bacon for breakfast alongside of oatmeal porridge, fruit, buttered bread, and a cup of coffee or tea or chocolate. So yeah, that's why we started essentially started because they're like, it's good for you. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, there were some back dealings going on on that as well. Well, I'm going to argue that maybe it wasn't too terrible. The product probably wasn't the product that we get now. I mean, no. Oh, no, no. The meat industry was awful back there. Are you kidding me? It was terrible. Spoiled meat all the time. It's awful. There's a reason why we have regulations. Um, <laughs> it was like, no, it was bad. It was really rough. But uh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> the meat is not being made to the standards in which we would have today. Yeah, but no, I think we've I think we've learned that like when things become a staple of a specific time for a specific meal, it's benefiting someone. You know, it's it is. Yeah, it, it's 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 benefiting someone. I mean, it, you know, of course, food nutrition science is. At a different point, and we didn't know bacon was was as not great for you at the time, for sure. The Industrial Revolution brought oranges and other citrus fruits to the breakfast table, along with smoked salmon. On the American West, she writes, coffee, beans, cornbread, and bacon were featured prominently. So we can make a good faith assumption that bacon has at least been around in the North American breakfast since the 18th century. Yeah, yeah. Don't know where. I was completely wrong. Like, bacon's been around since... since the early days of China yeah. um, and then also in the United States, like specifically the 18th century, which is not long ago in the grand, grand scheme of things. Um, well, we're, we're not an old country, so <laughs> we're not. Yeah. Much. Yeah. Kind of forget that sometimes. <laughs> uh, Alicia Mills in 1818 started the first large scale pork pack packing plant in Cincinnati. Pigs were slaughtered and their meat was preserved in brine filled barrels to meet the growing demand for salted pork. Because of its advantageous geography and proximity to transportation hubs, not to mention its vast supply of salt and cheap immigrant labor, Cincinnati became the pork-producing capital of the world, with dozens of pork companies emerging there. What was that last one? Cheap immigrant labor? Um, <laughs> like, the fact that that's just, like, in a list of, like, geographical stuff. It was, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, they had access, geographically, they were they had access to a lot what of uh, roadways and, and places to distribute. They they were next to salt. They had all this stuff. Uh, and uh, cheap immigrant and labor. Also, and they also... <laughs> You can't forget, can't forget the geography, but like also the labor, the labor. Also, they paid people like two cents an hour. Uh, yeah, it's good. By 1850, Cincinnati earned the nickname Porkopolis. That's a stupid name. Which was not on my bingo card for 2022. You said 1850? Yeah. They got that name? I wonder when they turned into the uh, Chile uh, city. That's a good question. <laughs> Because they are, I don't think they're really, I don't know if they still are the bacon city, but they are for sure like a city They're definitely, the shit, yeah. Guideline, we know your secret ingredient. Yeah, it's cocoa. It's cocoa. Oh my gosh, is that the SWAT team? Um, by night, by the mid-19th century, railroads made made easier to get pigs and cattle to stockyards for slaughter. And by the turn of the 20th century, refrigeration basically changed the meat industry and it became a year-round venture. This is where my brain came in, but this is where i mean i guess really yeah like the refrigeration process like like to that point you could turn to your point earlier like this is what started to make everything a year a year long a year round yes. item food item versus like seasonal yeah seasonal stuff and uh not having to worry as much about stock during certain parts of the year things like that you're really able to like hold and and move things this is also like a rapid rapid change 
and just how just like the systems behind processing mm-hmm. meat and food and all that. You know, it was quite it's it's quite the journey that 20th century is. <laughs> um, Oscar Mayer in 1924 introduced the first package, sliced bacon, for which it received a U.S. government patent. Did you know that Mr. Mayer opened his store? You know where he opened his store? I have no clue. In the great American city of Chicago. Chicago, great American city. This is really just ringing all the uh, where does food hits. It is. So we can also attribute bacon's growth to World War II. In the Second World War, bacon played an important role during the time of rationing. It gained popularity as a reasonably priced meat for families to consume on a regular basis. People also returned the bacon grease left from cooking bacon to their butcher, who in turn donated the bacon fat to the war effort. In case you didn't know, bacon fat can be used as an incendiary device and for making explosives. I had no clue. Yep. yep. No clue. Sure so can. bacon was huge uh, in World War II. Um, speaking of the war, people in Europe were making macon, a type of bacon made from mutton, a.k.a. lamb. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't like that. You don't like that? Uh, we, I don't like that. We, we kind of, there's, we will get into different types of bacon later. Um, so we kind of mentioned it earlier, bacon fat. So Bacon fat, once cooled, is a type of lard. I need someone to confirm, but the Germans apparently have a spread where the base is bacon lard, and you just, like, throw it on some bread. I need someone to confirm that with me, though. Um, that makes sense. I mean, I pre- I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're confirmed. I don't know why, it, I, I don't know why it wouldn't be true. I mean, we do we do that with butter, right? Butter. Yeah, that's essentially <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you know what bacon fat tastes like. <laughs> delicious okay not only can yeah, you- <laughs> yeah it's, it's got a nice little yeah. flavor you put a little salt on that rustic bread you know it's pretty good i'd have that like a, down it's like an everything roll I'm, I'm not even a big yeah i'm not even a big uh bacon guy but that sounds pretty good not only can bacon be a main or the side in your entree but it's also had a pop couple Sh- culture revelation hold on shut up bacon be- can be a main <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely has it often there's been times where i've just eaten bacon okay yeah. Cuz that's all I mean it's not appropriate but like that's all I've wanted so I just have the bacon. All right, all right. But it's cuz the bacon had a bunch of maple syrup on it. Okay. Yeah, this is not getting better the more you describe okay, it. Okay. So <laughs> um, we did talk about this, but I earlier, but I did also cuz it was like a, again a pop culture phenomenon. So part of it was uh like anything and everything. Like if you wanted something that was bacon flavored, you could find it. Like, things that didn't have any reason to be bacon-flavored was bacon-flavored. They also, social commentators also attribute it to, like, people eating bacon. It was, like, the middle finger to the healthy diet and health culture. Which, uh, okay. I yeah, yes. I don't really buy that. But, like, all right, yeah, sure. We can we can do that. But Yeah, but wasn't that, I mean, I guess the health culture thing's been going for a yes, minute. Yes, it has. Because that was around, what, that was, like, with the bacon thing was, like, circa, like, what, from, like, 08 to fucking, it was, like, 2012? Yeah, it like was, that. like, the early 2010s was the time frame. So, yeah. exactly where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yes and no. Again, like, we saw a lot of, like, turkey or bacon alternatives come from that turkey. But, like, I don't, do I yeah. necessarily think it was a so- social comment on Terry on people saying like fuck you to health and diet culture not necessarily I just uh if anything it would be a comment to like counter uh like vegetarianism and veganism because yeah, you know that, that yeah. like you know how that ex- you know how that exists in the world where like apparently it's an insult to just like to have different diets I guess yes <laughs> to have just like, like different it's, a, it's, ama- it's, yeah. it's amazing to me that like people literally argue over that shit I mean, I guess, like, for vegans and vegetarians, they they try to come from a sense of, like, uh, superior morality. Sure. 
but which like okay that's annoying but it's i don't know why it rubs me the wrong way more when i see people like fucking gawking over meat that hard like meat's fine there's just a big especially i get i also have recency bias because there's a big movement now with the carnivore diet like oh. this thing where we just where we just eat like steak and red meat okay. and like well, fuck off and it's just like it's not everything that in moderation <laughs> it's not that good it's not good enough to be like vegetables suck like like, I can understand being annoyed with people being like, well, I'm superior because I don't eat meat. Also, they kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, like vegans, man, give it up to them. They're fucking, they aren't, you know, being involved in, like, I understand, like, no one can abstain from cruelty in our culture. Right. I think it's, you know, it's borderline impossible, right? I can, I, I'm okay with people wanting to, like, put a fucking stake in the ground. And be like, this is the one thing I can control, so I'm gonna like control it. That's fair. I'll give uh, you that. Yeah. You know what? I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's annoying, but I, I, again, I'm just more forgiving to that than the opposite reaction, which is like, mm, you see me slathering up this fucking pork and steak. I'm right. rubbing it down. Like, uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, it's not we that. Get it. it's, we get yeah, it. it's it's yeah. We get it. You like meat. <laughs> <laughs> If you get what I'm saying. I do. I do. I get what you're putting down. I get what you're putting down. But don't you fret, Tim. Per the pork checkoff financial summary, the company that handles our pork and whose goal it is to make pork the most sustainable meat, and from a United States standpoint, figure out ways to implement pork in other international markets, uh, the pork industry made... um, Let me make sure I get my uh, coat carry the one. um, $75 billion in 2021. Yeah, that's... um. That's impressive. Most of that's probably coming from bacon. Um, per, uh. <laughs> per the USDA in 2021, the export value averaged 62.86 for every U.S. hog marketed in this in these export markets. The graph featured China, Mexico, Canada, Japan, South Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and Central and South America. Wow. Wow. I mean, we can argue bacon's. You think bacon's probably the most liked version of pork? You would say. Uh yes, because you've. This is where it gets fun with bacon because like people will eat pork belly like in and of itself, but like that's mm. technically bacon though. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Like yes, I know because like what else? Also, people people eat well like pork loin, like pork tenderloin, not yeah, as but, much, I, but like bacon. Yeah, I just. I just don't think pork in general is getting consumed as much outside of like bacon and I think like barbecue. (laughs) I think that's a good, yeah, I think that's a good way of putting that because this is a side note, but also a note like bacon comes from the pig, right? Obviously it comes from pork. Ham also comes from a pig, but ham is mostly characterized as the hind portion of a pig. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily eat ham like ever again now that i've officially learned that i'm not gonna lie to you what you don't like what you don't like the fucking you don't like the hind quarters i guess not no you're crazy because i'm like what part of the hind (laughs) are you giving me here the fucking the uh the 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 thigh and butt man we'll get back to that we'll get back to that the ham yeah you know what i mean we'll we'll get back (laughs) to that the ham (laughs) i don't know about it chief all right so besides you don't you don't ever just look that's what i call winston's back legs i just grab her back legs i'm like ham ham hogs <laughs> yeah it's called nova's little yeah. ham hogs i okay i'm ki- i don't we'll i don't come, eat a lot of ham either. well i was gonna say like, <laughs> we'll come to the back end of this but like i yeah, yeah. we'll talk we'll come back on this okay besides being the main entree bacon is also a staple in blts top tier sandwich yeah. but of course they have to be in season which we talked about we've also got alternatives to bacon like turkey bacon 
or macon and then you've also got plant-based bacon or soy bacon and these alternatives may not be a bad place to look because studies have consistently found that consumption of processed meat is linked to increased mortality and to an increased risk of developing a number of serious health conditions like cancer cardiovascular diseases and type 2 diabetes yeah not just yeah. like the, for uh, pig in general but the, like yeah the, the cured meat thing is is rough man yes that is uh yeah i believe it's the same level of carcinogenic as uh secondhand smoke it's wild i believe it's or may, might just be straight up smokers it's one of the two uh it's up there like in terms of of like direct correlation of like a carcinogenic it's it's pretty wild that's so wild to me i didn't realize that um yeah yeah this was also we're interesting fucked. we're <laughs> fucked of course with everything um so for safety bacon may be treated uh to prevent trichinosis and that's caused by a parasitic roundworm that can be destroyed by heating, freezing, drying, or smoking. Not great. And then you've got sodium phosphates, such as sodium triphosphate, may also be added to make the product easier to slice and to reduce spattering when the bacon is pan fried. There's a lot of things, like I said, like when you eat processed meats in general. To Tim's point earlier, like we, times have definitely improved as far as like food science and like food safety goes but like at the end of the day like processed meats are still processed meats so everything yeah. in moderation well That's the it. food science and all that the food science and all that stuff does it like in terms of safety like that i just mean it, you know safety in terms of you're not really getting like a bunch of spoiled shit most of the time uh food illness <laughs> most of the time still it food illness outbreaks happen a lot and they're happening uh more rapidly in produce right now than they are in meats because there's a whole thing about it <laughs> like because produce is now being chopped and cut in in just like in facilities that also handle like everything's being like you know it's a different podcast okay it's a different podcast okay, 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 <laughs> yeah everything's being combined when they shouldn't in, like, be like you know yeah and it's just causing a lot of like like cross-contamination has gone up different processes for veggies is happening and so but so that stuff happens like those outbreaks still happen but they're less but the thing that the the advancement in food science is really showing us is just like what some of this food does to us in the long term and that's good that's good to know like processed meats aren't great for your health that's a good thing to to know and and you know hopefully that stuff Hopefully we keep getting better at detecting the like what we're doing with foods and how it impacts. Absolutely, because it's only gonna, it's only going to uh, make us better and it's gonna make us feel safer right. consuming stuff over the counter, which I already think is the level of safety that people feel is already <laughs> incredible. Pretty high, or I was gonna say pretty high. <laughs> it's yeah, like no one. I don't know many people walking into grocery stores going like. Mm, I'm scared of the produce yeah. I'm buying today. Like no one's really doing that. No. I mean, no one's even no one's even scared to the point of buying from like online meal plan companies and shit. That's you know so I mean? true. Like, yeah, we trust the refrigeration like, process for the entire time. Like, yeah, we tr- we trust to to the process yeah. so much that we straight up like we will we'll just like buy uh, shit from companies that we learn about that day. That day, <laughs> <laughs> we will read about it and we'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Have no clue if the supply chain is and it's fucking food. (laughs) We full send. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Tim, that's bacon though. That's it. That's bacon. That's bacon. You got two and a half on it. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking two and a half. (laughs) Two and a half. Didn't lose Uh, it, but I'll take that. Actually, I'm gonna drop it. 
I'm going to drop it. It's a carcinogenic. I'm going to drop it. Knew I shouldn't uh, have ended on that note. I knew it. Yeah, that's a sour note. Um, I actually knew quite a bit about bacon already, uh, which is one of those things that sometimes we do an episode and I'm, I'm not the one researching it, but somehow I know uh, somehow. too many things about it. So nothing was... Mind-blowing to I you. I guess nothing was like overly surprising about bacon to win me over. Uh, and then also it just reaffirmed some issues with it, <laughs> which is that it was overhyped uh, and in certain circles still is overhyped. Overhyped still, yep. Um, and it is, uh, it's a cancer meat, so. <laughs> get it uncured um, if you're going to get it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here we are, uh, L's final thoughts, back for segment number two. Uh, L's final thoughts. L, what are your final thoughts here? Bacon. It's great, um, but it's not going to be the... The thing that I like throw my, you know, I don't know. I really know. I don't, I can't even come up with a clever metaphor. Like, I just, I'm not going to go out of my way to get bacon. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to like, you know, you're not going to fuck it is what you're Pretty saying. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite parts, cause we're doing that segment as well. My favorite parts were when we talked about that it was uh, a carcinogenic. Um, <laughs> what is this? Truth.org. Uh, and. That, <laughs> Um, and that the Romans and Chicago, uh, Always. and Cincinnati weirdly made an appearance, but no, Porkopolis. Romans in Chicago made uh, made their their uh, whatever made appearance? their fucking appearance. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we're uh, there. We're there. It's fine. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the podcast. Welcome to the end of Where Does Bacon? Uh, <laughs> we got music going on. We make music on this show. Tim makes music <laughs> on the show. show. Yeah, so the music that I played at the top as the intro, that we have a singer and that we play at the back end here, was made by me, but also by my buddy and friend of the podcast, Austin Martin. Boop, boop. He's also uh, known as Meridian Sky, so you can check him out on Apple. You Crushing can check it. him out on Spotify. You know, you can, you can find him and, and do that whole thing, and I'll link all that in the show notes so you can... So you can see that. Go listen to some of this stuff because it's good. It's good. You can find us at wheredoesfood.com. Yeah, you can go to wheredoesfood.com. Uh, we have all of our episodes up there and a little blurb about why we started this. You can also find us on Twitter at uh, wheredoesfood. I'm yes. probably going to make an Instagram page for the podcast as well, uh, and I will update uh, if I do that before this episode comes out, I'll update it then. Um, but I no longer have a personal Twitter. Gone. So, yeah, uh, it's a hellhole over there, and it made me sad, so I got rid of mine. Um, that's the way to do it. That's the way you're I mean, that's what, that's what you should do. But you can enjoy. find me. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Tim underscore and underscore Winston. Um, and L, you can find her. I'm still I'm still on the the Fiery Bird app. So at L Chapo at L underscore Chapo. You can find our feed um, at anchor.fm forward slash where dash does dash food. Uh, you can go there and that's our RSS feed so you can plug that into any of your catchers, things like that. Download the episodes. Have fun with it. Um, <laughs> you can also rate us. You can leave reviews on, uh, you can leave a little uh, star rating on Spotify. You can leave an actual written review on Apple and I'm sure there are other uh, catchers that have a review system in place so you can leave a review there as well. It does help uh, in the algorithms so go ahead. It's a super easy way to do that. Uh, we also have 
a supporter button where you can just kind of uh, throw some money at us if you want to. You know, uh, you know, we're not gonna like dance on your lap or anything, but <laughs> you know, I'll sh- I'll show a nipple if you want it. Uh, and it also just helps support the podcast uh, in terms of uh, new equipment if we want to upgrade, if we want to expand equipment to maybe have some guests on things like that it just makes life easier in terms of that also you know website maintenance and yada 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 all the stuff that it behind the scenes stuff it takes to to do this nonsense that's where it would be going if you felt so kind another thing you can do is just tell people about it tell your friends tell your family tell yourself about it if you really want to you can also just trap people in your car and make them listen to it. I think it's a good idea. Do that. Yeah, you can do that. Just force them to listen to it. And uh, we have a lot of content, so have fun. Also, I hope you had a great new year. This is, uh, I believe this is going out on the second. Uh, Ellen and I are enjoying Christmas as we record this. Uh, but this is going out right after New Year. Right. So I hope everyone has a wonderful New Year. I hope they all, f- I hope you all fuck each other. I hope you have a good New Year's <laughs> fuck. Um, I hope right at midnight, y'all are just boning down man i really do uh <laughs> and uh consensually and i hope we all have a good 2023 Let's i'm do it. not excited for it just but kidding. i am uh <laughs> <laughs> but i am ready for it Let's so do it. <laughs> we'll see ya <laughs>